Hey everyone, welcome to episode 102 of You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. Did have My Lion final King. four is Lion King, Mulan, Toy okay. Story, and Nemo. Okay, okay. The final two, Mulan versus That's Toy fair. Story. That is a good matchup. Derek and Steve present... All right, so now moving to the uh, other topic that was raised by the fans, which is Steph Curry being made of glass. <laughs> I once saw a pack of Tic Tacs that was s'mores-flavored Tic Tacs. They were chocolate and here. marshmallow. Who cares? And I they mean, called them mints. And bring down the giant. It starts here. It starts here. Why Facebook? Bring down know. any giant. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, true, I guess. It just sounded fun for me to get it's riled true. up about that. Yeah, so. good for you. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to episode 102 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's happening? What's happening? Welcome We're back. back. We're back. It it's feels weird to be back. It feels weird to be back. We have been away for three straight Mondays. Three straight Mondays we missed. So this yeah. is the fourth. This this would be one month from having heard us. almost a month ago, yeah. Which is a long time. It's kind of a while. Yeah. So a lot of people must have thought we were done. We, we just we might have died. We literally ended yeah. the the show at one oh one. But we did make it to episode one oh two. Um and here we are. Things yeah. are good. Um we have a good show. We have an opening drive, we have BC update, we have sports, and then we have culture, pop culture, some um, reviews. Some reviews. And then a final drive. We you missed a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's been a lot, so we can't we can't even come close to promising to catch everyone up. I mean, the, it was a long time ago. I feel like like March Madness had just ended. I know that's an exaggeration, but like it's been a while. Yes. A so while. we're not going to cover every single thing that happened in no, the past month because that would take us a long time. But we will hit on the most important topics that we found. Yes, we will. So uh, we have an opening drive. Do you want to mention where you have been? I haven't been too many places. Um, well, you've been. I'm sure you've I've, been somewhere. I've been places, yeah, but not any crazy places. I've been to some crazy places. You've been to some crazy places, so why don't you start? Okay. Where did I go first? Uh, I don't remember. I, wh- why, why did we miss two weeks in a row? I, gotta, I literally have to look at the calendar to figure <laughs> this out. So let's see. It's 2018 calendar. All right. I know why we missed last week. Um, I don't even remember why we missed last week. Okay, let's see. Well, I do. May 7th is to, is today, Monday, May 7th. All right. Oh, so Marathon Monday. April 3rd. That was that was like that was the beginning of this thing. Was yeah. Marathon Monday because that was April 16th. Yes, that's why we missed April so, 16th. Yes, Marathon that was Marathon Monday. Monday. Okay? Fair that was our Monday. first one we missed, right? April 9th we must have done the show. Yes, we did. April 23rd, you were definitely out of this country. Was I? I think. Yeah, you guys yeah, you were. You okay. were, for sure. Because you guys we went two to, Mondays. You guys went to want me to say where you went? Because no, I thought I'll, you were going to say where you so, went. Okay. And so the past two have been because of traveling. Yes. Monday traveling. Yes. So Iceland. We went to yeah. Iceland and then to England. So I had a wedding in England. Um, I had been uh, planning to do a stop through in Iceland just because it was cheaper. Um, I got two of our good buddies, Tommy and Rob, to join me in the Iceland leg of the trip. We did a lot of very fun things. I know we've talked about your Iceland trip on this podcast, Mm -hmm. so we won't go too far into mine, but I will just say Iceland is amazing. It lives up to the hype. It is one of those things where like, you can kind of be like, oh, it's just an Instagram thing. It's just they've done really good marketing. Everyone's doing it because it's just the hot thing to do. Which is true, but it's also very, very amazing. There, there were things that I saw that left me speechless, and I know I've said that to multiple people, but it's true. Like I didn't yeah. have the emotions to understand some of the things that I was saying. <laughs> uh, so Iceland was great. 
Then I went to the Cotswolds, which are English countryside. Everything's built in like the 1300s. Uh, like the the ceilings at all these pubs are even too short for me, and I'm I'm not very tall. So it's it's all this like tiny little pub town. Uh, beautiful wedding, a lot of travel. Stayed in Oxford for a day, um, and that was the last two Mondays, which is why I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. Um, and where have you been? I have so I've been in uh, Boston. Okay. I've been in this place. Um, I'm trying to think. I re- I. I don't think I went away anywhere. Um, anywhere. A lot of what I've been up to has been stuff that will be covered in the sports section um, because this time of year I go to quite a few Celtics games. You have been very sports lately. Uh, I've been very sports. There's a lot of sports going on. Um, so we'll talk all about that. Um, I got a little less busy yesterday in my sports life. Let's so go. We'll, so we'll talk about that Which too. Is, and I got a little more busy. And you got a little more busy. So, uh, yeah, I haven't really been – uh, any places since um, well, you've all that been, time you've that been you've been places. traveling. I've been places, but just places around here that I go all the time. Yes. And I, so, you know, <laughs> I don't talk about those every week on the podcast, so I won't talk about them here, but I've been going to work. I've been uh, That's a good place. going to uh, the North End. The grocery lot, store? The grocery store a few times. A uh, couple bars, you know. Cool. Uh, we went to Tony C's Roof Deck. I know oh, you were we there did. for that. We did. But, uh, That's a good thing. We found out from another friend that is not even remotely new. Really? <laughs> That's been there for like five years, oh, apparently. Well. But uh, they apparently just don't open it all the time. So we missed out on that um, for the last five years. So yeah, so been up to a lot of stuff around here. Just not uh, anything exotic in another country. Uh, but I can second everything Steve said about Iceland. It is uh, well described in that regard that it is just something that sometimes you don't really know how to describe. That it's just a... There's a wonder about it. It kind of feels like you're on a different planet. I wanted to use the term awesome in like the actual way it's supposed to be used. Yeah, because it's never used in the correct way. It's never used in the correct way, but it I was filled with awe. Yeah. Everything I saw was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really that word's been cheapened so so badly over history. Awesome. Like Uh, all right. So, anything else you want to say about the opening drive and where where you've been? No, just we're happy to be back. We know everyone's been missing us. We get a lot of uh obnoxious text and yep. t- and tweets and all this social media backlash when we're not on so yeah, it's true it's true the here internet, we are the internet basically just takes a break when we're off so uh we're back and it brings us into period number one which is the bc update Got another dude! what's better than this guys being dudes dudes to the right dudes to the left stuck in the middle with you Got another dude! heisman trophy Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude. O-line you, bunch of dudes. All righty. So the BC update, we're back, and uh, I do believe that we talked about this first topic the last time we were here, and it felt like it was super far away. We were like, oh, that deadline's not for a while. Yeah. But the reunion deadline is kind of soon, and the day you're listening to this podcast means you basically have one week to get your stuff together. Get your stuff for together. For the reunion. So, including us. Yes. So you have you together. have the 15th written here is that um so I know there were two different deadline dates. There was like an, a deadline for like the events and for housing. So do you know I'm almost positive the 15th is the housing, the housing deadline. One. Okay, yeah. Um cuz I don't think they'd stop taking money for events for up events. until the Good day. Good point. I believe I think I saw the 25th was the other deadline. So I think that might be for events. But either way Take the 15th as your cue of like, go figure out what you need to do because yes. um, you need to register for housing if you need it. And for the events, I think you have a little longer, like Steve said. So, but 
you know, like I said, BC strikes me as one that would not let you into the event if you didn't pay for it. So, yeah. um, so I think you should still make sure you get to the events that you want. So we'll talk about the events in a second. Anything you want to talk about with the housing? No, just that we have a development. Yeah, we, we do. specifically have we a development. specifically have a development. Yeah, we have merged forces, we have merged groups. Yes. So uh, Derek's group has decided to take on our group. Yes. Now both of us thought we had groups lar- too large to merge originally. So we cut um, some dead weight. So we cut, <laughs> so we cut out some dead weight. No, so a few people couldn't make it um, from each group, I think, and then we ended up with four and four with a fifth wavering in my group and then the fifth ended up saying yes but we just are going to go for it we're just we going to figure just, it out just we'll we'll make it work um so reunion will be fun we're got we're getting the housing all figured out registering for that uh it's just for those of you who haven't registered yet and you need to do that soon um you can register i think on your own if you want but that's not recommended i think you'd get put in a random unit in that case so even if you only have a group of four you you know you'd be put together and i think even if it's two i think you'd be put together into a random group so two four or eight i think you can guarantee that you'll be together just with someone is walsh the only eight mans on campus um no i believe there are eight man suites in uh vandy and 90 okay um do we want those do we get to ask for those those are likely what we would get, I think. Cool. Um, from what I've heard, I've heard that Vandy is the most likely spot, but I don't really know if that's. I don't know how accurate that is. It's just what I've heard other people saying, and I don't. Th- I don't believe it's on good authority. So we'll, <laughs> uh, we will just find out, I guess. We but, will find out. Um, but it, it really does depend. For the eight man group, those are where I believe it'd be Walsh, Vandy, or ninety. Um, there for other group sizes, you know, Ruby. If you're a six man, you could be put in Ruby, I assume. Um, if you're a two, you could. I don't know if they're doing stuff on upper or like co row or whatever for the doubles. Um, I highly no, doubt they're yeah, putting I... anyone in the new dorm. Uh, I very oh. much doubt that. Definitely not five years. They're not putting any five years yeah, in the new, in the new dorm. Yeah, probably not. Um, but regardless, uh, there's a lot of different options. Um, it is 170, I believe, for two nights, is what I recall when I went through. Yeah, it's paid. 85 bucks so a night. 85 bucks a night. Yeah. So uh, for most people that I have talked to are staying two nights. Um, so, uh, 85 bucks a night. And then the events are somewhere around 35 to 45 usually for each event. Yeah. From what, from pay, what I've heard. And it's cash bar. They're all cash. Everything all cash, is cash bar. Right, right, right. So I would, I would actually pick up beer. I mean, you're going to have to anyway, but yeah. pick up what you want, yeah. expecting that you're going to have to pay BC prices for <laughs> yes. alcohol at reunion events. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, uh, the... Reunion events, from what we've heard, what we've been told, is that the move is to go for the barbecue and the party on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two events I've been told you should sign up for. Uh, you heard some stuff about Friday night. I just heard everyone typically just goes out to the bar on Friday night. Everyone yeah. does like Marianne's or wherever mm-hmm. the Oracle tells you to go. Right. That's where you go on Friday night with your crew. Yeah. And so or you can just stay in the dorm, to be you honest. Can do that, you, that'd be just as fun you can do whatever too. you want. But so I think, I think the main point is that because I had a few people asking me what the deal was with it was that there is a there's a like a welcome dinner on friday at like six which is like 40 bucks and it's probably a nice dinner but from what i've heard people aren't going to that Um, now if you can get there early enough maybe but it's like that's going to be six o'clock is early especially for us i mean i know you're going to be traveling before that but uh even for me getting out of work and hustling over there at six o'clock for a dinner probably not worth it so from what we've heard 
sign up for the events uh, Saturday barbecue, Saturday yeah. night party. That's I think Friday is going to be like an actual night at BC. Just a night at BC. You, you check pre- in and then you go. And you pregame yeah. way too long. Yeah. It gets too late. You end up going <laughs> to like Marianne's at 11 yeah. and waiting in line until midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lines will be very long at those two bars. So. Yes. Um, so it'll be exciting. Um, that's the reunion stuff. Anything else on reunion? I mean, we can talk more about reunion leading up to it in the next yeah, few weeks. Yeah, no, we've, we've got plenty thing. of time. So let's move it along to, um, actually we have three completely separate categories yeah. of BC updates today, but one more small update for, uh, the sports segment of the BC update is BC football got a four star recruit in Sam Johnson, Sam Johnson, um, hometown kid. He's from Massachusetts. Um, he is a quarterback. And apparently four-star, four so star that's, a, that's a very high recruit for yeah. BC. Um, he got offers from a few other schools, Syracuse, Michigan, um, yeah. and he was excited. See? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't like to hype up people when yeah. before they've played a snap. Yeah, of but course. But the fact that we're starting to see better recruits is yeah. good, and that kind of leads itself to Adazio, who being a good recruiter, being right. a good uh player coach in terms yeah. of like the players like him but a very bad game manager yeah. so at least he's still yeah. being consistent in well the yeah and like we did say towards the end of last year we saw we saw incremental improvement in his game management and x's and o's incremental um so you know we need to continue to see that but it's good to see that he continues to be a good recruiter and a good um player like you said a, a, a coach that it seems that players want to play for and are excited to play for um, and when you see a quarterback like this sign on with a team that has a, a, a sophomore quarterback with a bright future, it's an, I always find it interesting yeah. like that, that a player like that decides to play here. Now, I like it. I mean, I, you want competition. I, I like Anthony Brown a lot, but I want him to be pushed. I want, I want a good competition for quarterback. Not to say I want controversy, but um, you don't want nobody waiting in the wings because then Derek, it's, there's no pressure on Derek him. Derek loves so. the drama. I mean, look, I I definitely don't want drama, but uh, I just I'm a, I always wonder when a player like that picks a school that has has someone established there already. Yeah. Um, what their what their mindset is as far as trying to take that job away. So good, either way, it's a, it's a good problem to have. Um, so Sam Johnson, four star quarterback recruit uh, for Boston College. Um, and lastly, in B, the BC update is BC has finally officially rescinded the honorary degree that they gave to Bill Cosby. Um, after the allegations were found to be true, um, BC in- initially had not rescinded the honorary degree, which mm-hmm. made a lot of people, including us, very upset. Didn't, didn't they like? Didn't they even say they were not rescinding it? They it made was, a statement. Yeah, they made a say, statement yeah. that they weren't rescinding it. When like you it. could actually just be like, no comment. Like yeah. we're gonna wait to see. But they yeah. like made for some. I don't know. Whoever does this kind of stuff is like ridiculous. Yeah, but it's... It, it didn't need to be done. Mm-hmm. The the fact like saying that we're not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. They could have just waited and yeah, just not said anything not and then anything. decided later. But yeah, um, so that made people upset. But they did officially rescind it uh, in the past couple of days. So uh, goodbye, Bill Cosby. Yep, goodbye. Uh, goodbye with any of your connection to Boston College and to uh, living a decent life. Yeah, there I couldn't have said it better myself. So uh, anything else on the BC update? That's it for me. All righty, cool. So that brings us into period number two, which is sports. All right, so sports. I mentioned it before. Let's go. Um, I've been very busy the last two and a half, three weeks. Tell um, people why you've been busy. I've been busy because, as we've mentioned, I have Celtics season tickets, so I've been going to quite a few Celtics games. And um, despite what we're about to talk about, I can't complain 
about uh, the way those three weeks have gone because personally, it was awesome. Like the way the Celtics and Bruins schedules lined up over the last two and a half weeks for me was literally every other day. It was your dream. It was like, it was almost to the point of like, it, it was borderline too much, even for me. Uh, to, <laughs> like is, every day was like. For those of you who don't know Derek personally, <laughs> is that would be a lot. Every day there was a Bruins or Celtics stressful playoff game. You don't um, even, you almost didn't even have to talk to other humans for I, like two weeks. I really didn't. I really didn't. So the Bruins went seven games uh, in round one against Toronto, which um, as a preface to our light, Bruins lightning talk, uh, really came back to bite the Bruins, having to go seven games against Toronto. We talked about it leading up to the playoffs even. We yeah. talked about this for a long time. And, and I had said quite a few times, I thought that one seed was very important because Toronto was very good. Um, so the Bruins beat Toronto in seven games, but the Lightning sit for five days waiting at home for the Bruins to fly down to Tampa after winning game seven. Yep. Uh, and ironically enough, it's game one after that, that layoff, well-rested Lightning team gets smoked by the Bruins in game one. Yep. Uh, and it looks like the Bruins might be equipped to, to take that series. Uh, turns out the next four games, total opposite of that. Um, Lightning win all four of them. I don't want to say in dominating fashion, but the Bruins didn't. Um, it, it never felt like they were a real threat it was, after game three, I would say. So we can, we can kind of dive into this game because mm-hmm. these, the, these are the matchups that we want to talk about because yeah. I, I care a lot about the Lightning. You care a lot about yeah. the Bruins. Um, you're right. It wasn't dominating in the wow. They're winning games five to one and mm-hmm. four to one. Like they're just dumb. But defense, like things you don't really see. Mm-hmm. Like I, I read some stat that the Lightning held the Bruins in nine straight periods without scoring a five on five yeah, goal. They did, which is like you have to like that's that's regular hockey. Like, yeah, that's basically yeah. not scoring a the goal. Bruins in normal relied, hockey. They relied heavily on the power play, and their power play was great. But they, but you know, they uh, it was uh Game two was the last time the Bruins scored a five-on-five goal in the series. And game one was the last time they had a forward score five-on-five goal. Yeah, It's just the, the forward lines could not get anything going in five-on-five hockey. And so, you know, that's a credit to the Lightning. I think the Lightning team speed was one thing um, that the Bruins couldn't keep up with. I think, like I said, I think fatigue was a little bit of a factor, not a huge one. But um, towards the end of some of these games, it just felt like the Bruins didn't have the gas in the tank to be able to generate enough pressure. It did weirdly feel, too, that the games were chippier in the first few games, Mm -hmm. and then they kind of, not fizzled out, but there was less actual arguments and more fighting, like fighting to get pucks and like fighting to give yourself some energy rather than like actual anger at these teams because they were so fatigued by Mm -hmm. game five or whatever. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Certainly in game five, the Bruins were... Uh, battling with the Tory Krug injury. Tory Krug probably broke his ankle in Game 4. Nothing was uh, officially announced, but um, Low, most... Lower body injury. Yeah, lower body injury. Most Bruins fans that I know at that point had very little hope of winning the series. Um, Bruins were already down Brandon Carlo, one of their one of their top four defensemen. Uh, Tory Krug was having a great series, and one of the only Bruins that was having a great series. And so... Uh, with him being out for the rest of the series, it was very little hope of winning three straight games against Tampa, I, th- I think. Um, and so, you know, much of the same. It was it was the five on five play. The Bruins couldn't get anything going, and you know, Tampa was Tampa was better this whole series. Yeah. So, and I don't, and I'm not just say, saying this to rub it in, but I love rubbing it in either way. <laughs> um, it is okay. The I think the Lightning did look better because there were times it was. Most of the game was either dominated by one team or the other, mm-hmm. 
Um, like if whoever scored the first goal true. won was, the game. There were stretches the Bruins looked like the better team yes, for a exactly. period, and then yeah. Um, and it just and the Lightning never looked terrible for a full game, mm-hmm. and that's all you really need from a, a team that. Besides game one. Besides game the, one, the yeah. Lightning looked pretty bad. They looked game bad one, game one. Yeah. Um, but then they rebounded very well, looked very aggressive, mm-hmm. scored when they needed to score, mm-hmm. played great defense the entire series. Um, you're right, they hustled for pucks that, mm-hmm. uh, like. I mean, having a big guy in char in the back is like yeah. tougher. But we have like two very young, fast yeah. forwards in Point and uh, Yanni Gord. So seeing them hustle for points for pucks, I mean, I think it was indicative of the Lightning really, really having a good team this year and mm-hmm. not just kind of limping into the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, the interesting thing, which like given all that analysis and given what I would have expected. Um, I saw a few stats, and and even just kind of from what I had seen with my own eyes as well. Surprisingly, Chara's speed was not the issue for the Bruins. Actually, like so, like Chara is slow, obviously at his age. But um, I did see a stat when you look at the when you look at Chara's performance in the playoffs combined uh, between the Maple Leaf series and the Tampa series. So Chara is the guy that they match up on the other team's best forward. He still is at that even at yeah. this stage of his career. And through the two, in between the two series, Char played 120 minutes on the ice against Austin Matthews and Steven Stamkos combined, wow. and two goals were scored by those two guys combined in 120 minutes, which is pretty good, um, considering it's the best player on each team. And Stamkos did have a very quiet series, yeah. Um, and a lot of that is due to Chara, I think. But I think the Bruins' defensive depth was not there. Uh, they had a few. I mean, even even the things that add up. We even saw like Matt Grizzlick in that one. I think one of the games we were watching here, like went the puck bounced at his yeah. feet and like they scored a goal right away and those were tone setting goals. They felt like the Lightning had two or three games in the series that they jumped out to a two nothing lead yeah. and it was like those are hard to come back from when when you're a team especially uh, struggling to score five on five like the Bruins were. So yeah. Um, I always say you're not in trouble till you lose a game away. And they weren't and, <laughs> and they, they weren't. Didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um so so yeah, that that was uh that was the story of it. I well, what are your feel like? What were your feelings when you when the, like game five was over? When game five was over, I, um, it felt like I mean it's it, there was no way that you could come away from it feeling like the Bruins were the better team. I mean they hadn't shown me. Um, look, I, I was I was as frustrated as anybody with the officiating in this series, but and, and I do think it was bad. I, I won't um, I won't throw that away entirely, but you can't use it as an excuse when you don't score five on five goal. Like, yeah. like that's the thing is like. They were asking, and, and I was glad that they asked Bruins players about this a lot in the post game, and they're obviously trying to get those guys to, to say that the refs were bad. Like yeah. that's what reporters are doing, and I was I was happy that the Bruins, you know, I think you know Tuka Rask, I think was one of the first ones that said like we don't have a chance if we don't score five on five. Like it doesn't matter if you get power plays or not if you can't score five on five. Yeah. And it's like and so and so I'm glad they didn't use it as an excuse. Um, it's just you know I I came away from the game thinking. The Bruins aren't quite there yet. Coming into the season, the Bruins were not expected to be even a playoff team this year. Um, so, you know, I, I liked a lot of what I saw from their team. There was plenty I didn't like. You know, Rick Nash was very disappointing, having given up a first-round pick for him to try to make a run this year. Um, granted, they, they didn't really need the first-round pick. You know, they, they have, yeah. they're well-stocked for the future. But um, there, there were some disappointing things. I think my biggest takeaway is, like, something I've said a lot before, is that Bruins fans are very bad at – placing blame correctly yeah. they're terrible at it i mean like, like so the the three most common things that i saw coming out of this series like on twitter and wherever else is trade marchand okay. at 17 wow. points and 12 playoffs. should we talk games. about the licking thing we can talk about the licking thing after okay. we do the yeah um trade marchand like was pro- was your second best player probably in the playoffs 
uh, trade Tuka Rask, who, again, didn't have a great playoffs, but I talked to you about this at length throughout the series. If you thought Tuka Rask was the Bruins' problem in this series, then you, 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 you weren't watching the game. They didn't score any five-on-five five goals, yeah. so your goalie is not the issue. Um, and, and then Chara, like I said, I think Chara was very good in these playoffs, despite his old age. Um, I just think the Bruins didn't have any depth. Their second and third lines did absolutely nothing against Tampa. Zero. And their fourth line, for that matter, too. Um, so that's where I see the problem was. I don't see it as like a as a going-forward issue. I think they got plenty of young guys, plenty of young talent, and these two teams are going to see each other a lot in the playoffs, yeah. I think, in the next few well, years. Well, both so. teams are very well-situated for the future. They are. They are. Um, I mean, you're right. I think the Lightning just had a bit more of the star power in terms of players playing at their peak. Mm-hmm. Kucherov, Stamkos, even the young guys stepping up. Braden Point. Uh, Braden Point. Even a great like, series, yeah. Hedman and uh, mm-hmm. McDonough, two mm-hmm. all-star defensemen, played very mm-hmm. well. So like, I think it's just coming together at the at this moment for the Lightning, and, and the Bruins will and Lightning will be yeah. matching up in, for the next couple of years. Yeah, for sure. Marshan licking people. Yeah. I, I will say this, because I, I know he's a troll. That's his, yes. that's his persona. I was I was very upset about it. Yeah. And I know it's like, oh, it's just Marshan being Marshan, but it's like it's like spitting in someone's face. It, it is Yeah. It is transferring bodily fluids from you to someone else in this matchup. And I know it's you can look at it from either way. Like obviously we we were playing against him and it happened to one of our players, so like I feel a little closer to the issue. Yeah. But I don't. I don't see the difference between like a spit and a lick. So, I don't really want to try to think of answering a, a the difference defa- because yeah. I'm not because I am not going to defend the licking. Yeah. Like I, so, um, I. I mean, I get it. I'm I know not, what he's doing. Yeah. So like, it's really hard. It's hard for me to try to analyze it as an outsider because I've watched Marshan for so long. I yeah. I know what Marshan does. I know why he does it. Um, I don't know why he licked people. I, I, so, <laughs> yeah. so I know why he does everything. And, and I guess, no, I, I do know why. You know you the know, reason trying, behind it, but you don't know why he He's trying to get them to react. I mean, he's trying to get Ryan Callahan to react. He's trying to get him out of his game. Um, and that's why he does that. Why he went to that level, I don't know. Like, you don't have to. Do, there are a lot of other things you can do. Yeah. Um, to the point of, like, even this started with him, like, kissing the guy. Like, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Like, way, yeah. like back in the, against the Maple Leafs, like, in the regular season, like, months ago, he, like, kissed the guy on the neck. And yeah. it was like, all right, that's really weird. But, like, that's far enough. Like, why didn't you just do that? Like, uh, that's fine. Yeah. Like, like uh, that's I, – I'll use air quotes with that. With that's fine. Like, that's not egregious. Like, if you kiss a guy on the neck, like, you just peck him. But lick, <laughs> licking a guy on the nose is just, like, just weird. It's, it's weird. just weird and uncalled for. Um, and it's weird that – People talked about it. Yeah, and he was probably hearing fr- about it from yeah. his coaches, his players, his friends, his family. Yeah, and then he just did it again. Yeah, he did you know, it a he second. Just... He really did it two blatant times. Yeah, you know the the second one against Callahan was like when the cam the cameras caught it slow motion. Yeah. It's like this is blatant. And then the first people... time was like almost like a did he lick him? Like yeah. he might have licked. Like he kind of looked like he tried to lick him. You know. Then it was the like, Callahan one was obvious. Then it was like in his head, this is what I'm doing, yeah. so I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it was strange. Yeah. Strange and, to and, say. And the least. other thing that I think fueled it a little bit was that um, those reports came out that the, the reports came out like earlier, maybe even against Toronto. Uh, there was a report that came out that said the NHL notified Brad Marchand yeah. he needs to stop looking. And he people. said no. And they he was didn't. like that was not true. Like that didn't happen. Like watch and, this. And, and it, that's kind of that 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 so that strikes me as being a part of why he continued to do it because there was a report out there that the NHL told him not to, and he 
like for whatever reason felt the need to disprove that. <laughs> yeah. So he was so, so to the point where the NHL had to actually notify him, and then obviously he didn't lick anybody in Game Five. But um, I don't know if that's obvious. I mean, he well, may or well, he may. No, I mean it's obvious because you you would have seen it if he licked someone in Game Five. I think the cameras would have been all over it. But um, but yeah, I look, I <laughs> I know what Marchand does. I like Marchand. Marchand is on my team and I he's one of those guys that I know I would hate him. Like I, there's no hiding that. Nobody yeah. denies that that you'd hate him if he was not on your team. Everyone's everyone's had players on the team they root for that are like that. Um but there is a limit to what I'll say, I'll defend. I'm not going to defend <laughs> that. I don't defend him when he when he makes dirty plays. Now he doesn't do that a lot anymore. Um he hasn't been suspended often in the last couple of years. He was earlier in his career. He did a lot more things that were on the line or mm-hmm. over the line. Um, this is one of those things that kind of is not on the same plane as the line. So I don't know <laughs> yeah. what, li- where the line is on this plane. Yeah. Um, but it was very strange and hopefully he doesn't do that anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm all for him finding other ways to agitate people. I like that he agitates people, but that was, that was weird. So, so do you have any other thoughts on Marshan licking NHL players? <laughs> I, I, the, other than that, I disapprove. No, I have no other thoughts. Okay. Uh, well, the Lightning move on. Um, Derek has to sit quietly and wait another quietly. year for uh, the Bruins to and, make the playoffs yep. while the Lightning move on. Yep, that is true. Uh, so the Lightning will face the winner of Washington and Pittsburgh, um, which I'm going to get a quick check on because they are playing game six right now. Washington is leading the series three games to two. It's tied one to one in the third. So when I think the, I would rather play over, the Capitals. I think you have to rather play the Capitals because Pittsburgh has won two straight cups, and they and, have our number. And if they're not, if they get to the conference finals, I think they're dangerous again at that yeah. point. So uh, I know I've echoed this in years past, and it is not meant to be a knock on Tampa at all. I really think the West is the better conference this year. I think I I still think the Western Conference will have the Stanley Cup champion, but. You know, a lot of it is about matchups, I will say. And so you get matched up with the right team. Tampa's speed could be a difference maker. And again, Vasilevsky had a weird series in that he was not tested for long stretches of this of this yeah. series, like the, like long shotless droughts and then flurries. And so, he, you know, it's hard to take anything away from that series about Vas- Vasilevsky's play. I, yeah. I didn't come away thinking There were thinking some very, that, very good plays and, and some very bad plays. And a couple weeks goals. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't come away really thinking anything good or bad of Vasilevsky from that series. Um, so he'll be put to the test if, you know, I, I, I do think Tampa's going to go to the finals. I, I think that they're going to beat Washington or Pittsburgh. Um, I still probably would put my money on Winnipeg or Nashville to win the cup, whoever wins that series. But Vegas is a crazy story too. Yeah. Um, so we've talked a lot of hockey, so we probably won't go into all those series now, but certainly um, next week we can circle back to whoever the conference finalists are and, and how those series are going. Yeah. Um, but some very good stories and some you know teams that haven't won the cup in a while, like which is a great thing about hockey. It feels like every year, I know the Penguins have won two straight cups, but every year it feels like there are teams in the finals or in the in this conference finals that – have not sniffed the Stanley Cup in a long time. Yeah. And uh, that's another reason to root against the Penguins because then you'd have a set of teams that have not won the Cup in a while. Um, Vegas hasn't won it in zero years. So, yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Okay, so that's enough hockey. So let's move it to what is currently on the television, um, the NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs. So we're going to say a brief thing about the scheduling. Mm-hmm. We dislike it. Oh, the scheduling's brutal. This is, so the, not, the M, yeah. oh, I was gonna say not only do they schedule them double headers at like six p.m. 6 and eight thirty, but they also do the 
East Coast and West Coast games on the same night. Exactly what I was – yeah, I was talking about this to someone else today. It's like that's the reason you have to do the 6 and 8.30. Yeah. Like how would you do 7 and 10.30 or 8 and 10.30? Yeah. Like because Golden State is on the West Coast. And even New Orleans, I think, is an hour behind us. I mean, Houston's we, an hour behind. So we have talked about this. It, it's a money grab for the NBA, and it, it's yeah. very smart. Like I don't think I would have watched any West playoff games if they start at 10.30. 10.30, so you're going to start them at 9. And you know? whichever one's on it. Six or seven, I will watch. You'll watch the second half probably at yeah. least when you get home. Or, yeah, you'll even watch it. Like The the, the point is it's all um, it's all about the TV. Uh, it's about the TV schedule, the TV ratings, the TV revenue. It's not about who's at the game. You know, because like we said, six o'clock playoff game, like that's a disadvantage to the home team. It, it is. To, to start that game, like, I mean, I've been to enough of these games to know that when these games start – like, if you have an 8.30 scheduled start, and this happened to the Celtics, I think, in game one against Philly, it was an 8.30 scheduled start. It ended up starting at, like, 8.45 yeah. because of, like, I don't know if it was because another game ran late or whatever it was. And the garden was full, like, at the start of the game. The, like, you could, even from the TV, I, I wasn't at that game, but from the TV, you could tell the garden was buzzing at, by tip-off. That'll never happen for a 6 o'clock game yeah, because people, are people just aren't they're getting out of yeah. work. They want to go to the bar first for a little bit. Might need to go want to go get dinner or whatever. Everyone's late getting into a six o'clock game. So that's just a side note. And um, this will be over when the podcast airs. But this Cleveland Toronto game here will dictate the Celtics schedule on Wednesday as well. If if this series goes another game, they'll have another doubleheader on Wednesday where the Celtics will play an early game at six o'clock, and these guys will play the eight thirty. So I think it's I think it's dumb. I think that. Like you look at the way the NHL does it, they've got two games at the same time at seven o'clock. Yeah, it's like CNBC and want. NBC Sports. Watch what you want, but we're not going to sacrifice the way we've scheduled all season. You know, to throw these teams for a, a new schedule now yeah. for TV. So that's one note about the NBA yeah. kind of being a little dumb. Yeah. So NBA trying something new. We dislike it, but what isn't new is the Celtics are back in the playoffs, doing pretty well. Celtics versus Philadelphia. Um, Philly does end up winning. One yep. game at least. So the Celtics before tonight were up 3-0 on Philadelphia. They had one. They had just won one in Philly, yep. and now they are playing their second game in Philly. Uh, the 76ers do pull it off, win it a uh, game that they I don't want to say dominated, but they were they, they, they were, were ahead. they were ahead yeah. the entire game. Looked really really good. Uh, some poor officiating again, but you you at least expected them to win one home yeah. game. Um, I don't foresee the Celtics losing again against Philly. Philly yeah. is not a good basketball team. <laughs> um, but that that being said, the Celtics don't have one of those close them down yeah. stars right now. It's true. So and they they need top level performances from all of their guys in order to to beat good yeah. teams. So I mean given that the Celtics Celtics are up three one, Cavs will probably win tonight at home. So they'll they'll end up facing LeBron, let's just assume. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts right now on Celtics beating Philly and then moving on to LeBron? Yeah, so um, I also don't think the Celtics are going to have trouble beating Philly. Um, you know, I, th- there's a reason no one's ever come back from a 3-0 deficit in history. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like, you know, I know that if, if Philly came out and even somehow won game five in Boston, everybody would start freaking out. I, I really don't think they're going to win four games in a row. Now, obviously, I'd, I would love to just end this in game five. I don't want to have to spend the energy, you know, you'd like to get some rest, especially if LeBron gets his rest after this game. I, I really hate going into a game against the Cavs with LeBron being like six days rested. That's terrifying. 
Um, so I think the Celtics can beat Philly. I'm not really that worried about uh, closing this series out. But you're right in that the Celtics right now have a formula that is dependent on getting top-notch performances from everyone on the roster. Yeah. Like, essentially. I, I or mean, above average. Or, like, yeah. You can't have two two of your guys who are normally role players not like be role players. Yeah, they, they have can't to have, be stars. They can't have Marcus Morris and you know Terry Rozier both show up and play poorly. If if two of those guys play poorly, they will lose. That's like that's the current state of where they're at. Um, all that said, uh, so I'm not you know okay going into the playoffs. Kyrie Irving's out. Gordon Hayward's out. No one's expecting a title this year. That's that's been accepted. I think I'm not crazy enough to to try to say that because of the way they've played lately and because of how well Jason Tatum is developing and playing, I'm not crazy enough to say that they're go- they can beat Golden State or Houston. But... I think that the Cavs are beatable. I do. Um, this is the year to do it. There's a reason that the Cavs were the four seed. There's a reason that they came down to the last five minutes of Game 7 against Indiana. Now, I know they're about to sweep Toronto, which is very, very impressive. They're playing a great series. Um, but, you know, I-, I can't just sit here and say that I have a lot of faith that Kevin Love's going to keep putting up 30 points and that... J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver are going to keep shooting the lights out. You know, I think th- if there was a year that you were going to beat Cleveland in the last seven or eight, you know, this is the one. Um, and I think so the biggest difference for me, because a lot of people will, will point to it and say, look, you know, blah, blah. Brad Stevens is great. But look at last year. The Cavs blew the Celtics out of the arena last year. To me, it's so totally different last year because you had, first of all, Isaiah Thomas playing with a detached hip, as it turned out. Um, and you had. You look at the the you know the rest of that team. You had Avery Bradley. You had Jay Crowder. You had um, you know these guys that are not on the team anymore. Well, you, Kelly Olynyk. You had you know? two returning starters. Yeah, exactly. So it's a completely different team. Right, and so and so the biggest difference I look at this year is the number of defenders on the Celtics that physically can try to cover LeBron. Yeah, and and that's like I know it sounds dumb, but that's like. You need to have a ton of bodies that are capable of staying in front of and not being completely, completely physically dominated by LeBron. Yeah. And so that's the biggest difference for me is that I think the Celtics have a lot of guys that are the right size and skill set to try to to cover him. Um, And so between Marcus Morris, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, even Al Horford, I think, in stretches – um, and Semi Ojale, who's done a great job defensively, he he yeah. played against Giannis Antetokounmpo in the first round. Um, they have a lot of guys they can throw at him, and so that's the thing that gives me a little bit of hope that they can at least make life a little bit tough for LeBron. Yeah. And if you do that, that honestly could be enough against this team to beat them. So I know it's been kind of a running joke, but the the team around LeBron is the worst it's ever been, besides maybe well, when he took the team since his first exactly in since his yeah. first yeah. stint in Cleveland. Um, I do want to ask you, though, because I know you're going to hate talking about it and you're probably going to say no, but are you very impressed with the performance LeBron is putting on this playoff? Yeah. Because he, yeah. he's really doing like the superhero thing that he loves. Like He's hitting game winners. Yeah. He's like, they're coming back from deficits. Now they're dominating teams. Like he's, he's putting up stats everywhere. Yeah. He's doing what haters hate. Mm-hmm. So, do you hate? He is. No. So, oh, well, of course I'm a hater. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, of course I hate LeBron. I'm not going to change that um, stance anytime, probably. But, but I, are I mean, you, no, are you more impressed or, oh, or I'm the insa- same amount of Yeah, impressed? I'm insanely impressed with his performance. Um, I mean, his performance is as good as it's ever been, which is insane because he's 33 years old and should be showing a sign of slowing down, and he's not. And so that's obviously incredibly impressive. Um, I. My biggest complaint always 
um, with the analysis about this, the, the hero, the, like the, you know, because every time a series like this happens, we come back to that he's better than Jordan. Yeah. We instantly come back to that. And, you know, that's that's fine. That's a very fair, like, we're getting, we've, we're well past the point where that's a fair argument you can make. Yeah. I, I mean, you can you can fairly argue that LeBron is better than Jordan. That That's certainly not a crazy thing to have your stance be. Um, what I, what drives me up a wall <laughs> is that LeBron has never in his career been, you know, held accountable for the fact that his team is terrible around him because he is at fault for a lot of it. I mean, so this team had two, not one, but two all NBA point guards in the last year. Do you, have you noticed that they're both out of town? Yeah. And do you know why they're both out of town? It's not because the GM said, these guys aren't good. I need to trade them. I'll give you that hint. Okay. So they had Dwayne Wade who had a great playoff run and Dwayne Wade would be doing a lot for them right now, but Dwayne Wade had to go just for nothing. They just traded him for nothing to Miami. So I, it really drives me crazy when people don't attribute any of this roster to LeBron. LeBron has built this roster. I mean, LeBron, you can't, you can't give LeBron the coach GM hero credit for everything and then say, oh, but he has no teammates. LeBron is the reason he has no teammates. People don't like playing with LeBron. LeBron hogs all the attention. He hogs all the credit. That's who he is. That's, that's part of his persona, and that's great. So this is what he lives with, all and right. this is what he wants. He You're- wants the hero ball. He's not going to win championships as many as, as Jordan did. And he's going to get to go through his whole career with the I had my team on my back my, the entire time. That's what his. That's what he is. That's he, what he, he is. is and, that he, player, and, yeah. and look, he he does an outstanding job. Like, like <laughs> I mean, he's he's he does put the team on his back. Yeah, that's what he but likes. Yeah. I just it's the one thing that drives me nuts is that he never gets criticized for it. And so, if, yeah. if people would just criticize him a little bit, then I, I could be a little bit. Um, I feel more like willing to give the credit. People but. people criticized him a lot early on, and now it's kind of at the point where like, wow, he's been good for so long. Like I, I'm so tired of criticizing him. Now everyone's kind of just like, well, in, in the appreciative yeah. portion of his. I mean, career. yeah, for sure. People did tire. I mean, certainly people tired of crit- of criticizing and hating on him. To me, I think that he. I mean, no player has ever. I mean, maybe except maybe until Durant, but I even I even think Durant got swept under the rug after a little while. Nobody has ever in history been more criticized for for teaming up with all-stars than LeBron was. Yeah, and now and I everyone think this does is it. why. No, yeah. I think this is why LeBron has come to the other side of this. I genuinely think that LeBron doesn't want superstars on his team. I really believe that. Like, because he's he, he was criticized more than anyone in history for playing with superstars. That's true. And there's I'm, I just cannot be convinced of a reason why you wouldn't want Kyrie Irving on your team. And I know he didn't say, like, I don't want Kyrie here, but – you know, I, I I also won't believe there's just nothing to that of the Kyrie LeBron relationship yeah. of why he wanted to leave. Kyrie wanted to leave to be able to, you know, be a star and, and not be the second fiddle. And so, um, I really believe that his criticism throughout the beginning of his career is part of what has developed him he, into this. He is one of those people who is overly sensitive to, yeah. not, maybe not overly sensitive. That's a tough word, but he's hyper aware of what people think of him. Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, for sure. He doesn't yeah. care a ton, but. You know he knows. He definitely. So you knows. know he's yeah. affected. By yes, it. for sure, for sure. And like, and and you know, Kevin Durant is the same way. Durant. Yeah, absolutely. All, all these guys, all yeah. the NBA Dwight guys, Dwight Howard. Are the same is, way. Yeah. yeah, most guys, guys in the NBA are, are similar. You no, know who's but. not is um, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is not. He is, that is not. correct. And he makes. And that's for why it. people love Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I think like people like like we said like and, and I made this um, I made this complaint before. I think is like some of the stuff that Russ does. Like if LeBron did it, like the reaction would be a lot different. Good yeah. and bad. I think. 
And like, it's cause Russ has this different persona of being this crazy, like doesn't care what anyone thinks and, you know, it works for him and against him in a lot of ways. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I think, you know, the, the long story short, there is obviously no denying that what LeBron is doing is, is stupid. It's like, it's, it's absurd what yeah. he's doing. Um, but with all that said, you know, I think I'll be, I will say uh, the defensive ability of the two teams he's gone through as far as de- defending him individually mm-hmm. has been very subpar. Like uh, there's nobody on the Pacers and Raptors that I think can do a really good job on LeBron. I will be extremely, extremely impressed if he can run through the Celtics the way he's running through these teams, just because I do think the Celtics have a better defense than yeah. he's been facing. And they have a better defensive plan. They yeah. have a better coach to coach exactly. around certain exactly. portions of the game. So exactly. I think it'll be a good series. I, I'm rooting, I'm, I am rooting for yeah. the Cavs, not because I yeah. want the Celtics to lose to, to LeBron, but because I think the Cavs will have a better chance at beating whoever comes out of the West. That is that is true, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, like I'm, if the Cavs get hot around LeBron shooting, then they can beat – they can be, they have a chance to beat those teams. Yeah, I'm not I, sure I can argue the Celtics do, have a good I, chance. I do like the superhero matchups. Like I do like the LeBron yeah. versus yeah. Katie and Steph or LeBron versus James mm-hmm. Harden. Celtics would be like a cool underdog story, but there's yeah. not that like awesome rivalry storyline right. or there's not right. this – I mean, it would just be the underdog storyline. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on, we'll we'll skip the others. It's it's. Uh, yeah. Who do you like, Rockets or Warriors? It's gonna be it's gonna be them gonna playing be each other. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna choose the Rockets. You're gonna choose the Rockets? Yeah. I think I'd love the, for the Rockets to win. I think but. the Rockets are finally hitting a stride, or yeah. at least they're 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 not just relying on James Harden to score every bucket. They're mm-hmm. they're passing the ball around and yeah. getting some play out of their big men. So. I'm going to take the Rockets, mainly because I want them to beat the Warriors. Uh, yeah, I definitely want the Rockets to win as well. I think the Warriors are going to win. Unfortunately, I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I uh, I mean, so if I'm making my official prediction, I'm going to predict that it's going to be the Celtics and the Warriors. I'm just – I will predict that. All um, right, I'll, I'll take the exact opposite. The, the Cavs-Rockets. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just – I will be happy with any outcome besides the Cavs-Warriors again, um, I think. I think – I mean, I would be happy with Cavs-Warriors again, though. I, I mean, not. Be. I mean, I know you wouldn't be, but as a neutral fan, like, I would like yeah. to watch the two best team, or at least like the best team and I the just, best player go yeah, at it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It'll be over soon. I know there. I just said it, but It'll I, be over I, I just changed my mind. I don't think the Cavs have any chance of beating the Warriors. All right, we'll talk about that when know. it when it happens. So, okay. Um, okay. So that's a lot of NBA talk. The the final takeaways are Celtics are on a crash collision uh, collision course with, with LeBron. Yeah. And the Warriors in a collision course with the Rockets. We'll keep you updated on that. Um, Philly stinks. <laughs> Philly does stink. They're, yeah. yeah, they're bad. All right, here we go. Uh, pop culture. All righty. So, pop culture. Uh, first topic, something we just saw today. I'm going to let you introduce it because I don't know what to this think about it. This is America. Um, are you able to pull it up on YouTube to just play like a clip of it while before I, I start can, I can probably do that, Okay, yeah. so Childish Gambino came out with a new song called This Is America. It's all the talk right now. It is more all the talk because of the music video, which is heavily symbolic, was way over our heads. We watched it. Each had different takeaways of what it meant and, and why certain things were where and what certain actions were. So... If you have not watched the new video called This is America by Childish Gambino, um, also known as Donald Glover, I do recommend watching it because 
it means something <laughs> and something important. You so can tell it's yeah. like an important music video. Yeah. It's, I'm just not sure it has exactly importance. why. We just yeah, don't know why. I need to watch it a few more times, read about it, and figure out why. But yeah. um, this here's, is a clip. Yeah, here's the first like 20 seconds or so. Uh, this might have a little silence. Well, in this the has like but... the. Um, it's like a it's weird build up between like happy music and then very aggressive music. Yeah, yeah. So, so you'll, you'll we'll just let this roll for like twenty. Go 20 until or so. go until it hits that shift yes, at least. Yes. So that's the first minute. So that is one song, FYI. That is not two different songs. Right. That is one song. It's one song. And it goes like that in kind of waves. It has that like, yeah, 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 yeah. we want the money happy. Then to like a very aggressive, we, this is America. And mm-hmm. then there's very like weird things happening. You could hear a gunshot. That yep. gunshot is actually in the video. And there's a lot yep. of deaths and a lot of dancing. And it's a very interesting mix of... Yes. It's a very hard hard shifts in terms of music and mm-hmm. scenery so highly recommend it especially if you're like an art major or, or yeah <laughs> someone who's an art major please tell me what it means yeah because <laughs> it's very artistic i just yeah. need to figure out the pieces yeah i agree as um, a song i, I mean i, I enjoy fine. i enjoy yeah. both parts separately yeah i the shift is way too hard shift for me is though. harsh yeah yeah it's true i don't really have any other thoughts on that um I need to process we it. We need I to think. process yeah. it. We need to sleep on that. Yes. Um, okay. Sure. Well, if you have thoughts on This Is America, then let us know. Um, next up in pop culture, Kanye West loses his He's going crazy. gosh yeah. darn mind. Yeah. He so. goes nuts. He starts writing a, a philosophy book on Twitter set, claiming that slavery was a choice, uh, vehemently backing Donald Trump and the, the far right. Uh, I mean, he's always, yeah. he's always been a psychopath. Yeah. And I really do hate when people call him a genius because he's always been a psycho. Yeah. He's just made good music. Now you're stuck between people defending him for views that are quite blatantly just either a pop like popularity grab yeah. or an insane person's ranting. But he – they're, they're, he's splitting these people down the middle of people who love Kanye but like can't put up with his behavior, and people are like, "Who cares what his music was like? His behavior is now terrible." Yes. So it is this weird, <laughs> it's this weird like um, I don't know, like lightning rod. Like it, it, you can say like, "What do you think about Kanye West?" and it'll determine someone's like personality yeah. almost. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm now against Kanye West. I mean, I. I liked his music i was never like a super fan of him i, I don't like the yeah. kardashians i don't like yeah that whole like celebrity scene in that that he's now involved with so i'm easy enough to to remove myself from kanye west's fandom i am too um because i'm not like i said like you said i'm not a kanye super fan i'm not like i've never been super into his music or anything but it, it it's 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 things like this that bring up those interesting paradoxes that i don't know if society knows how to handle I don't know if 
if most people know how to handle them. Um, the key part of what you and I are seeing here is that we're able to, to just separate that and say, like, I'm against Kanye because we weren't super big fans of, of like, you know, we weren't in love with his music. You know, we, it's not like, I mean, sure. I liked, I like his yeah. songs. I like some of his well, songs. One of, one of Good his life. songs is your favorite my, song. One of my favorite songs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, is it still your favorite song. I mean, that's so, I mean, I, I'll definitely hear it differently <laughs> when I hear it, like after the stuff that's going on here. But, but that's kind of what I'm getting at though, is that it's easier for us to say that we can move on from it because we don't have that attachment to it. Yeah. Imagine if like some singer or actor or, or something that you love, like had this happen. It's like like way more than you love Kanye's music. It's hard. Like it, it would be hard to to detach from from that. And yeah. and and I don't want to draw too close of a comparison here, but it reminds me of what we talked about with Tiger Woods. It does. Yeah. Um. Because I can't relate to it because I don't people didn't people love are, his music. I didn't. But you're right. Like, but people, like, you, that's a great comparison because people are siloing the person and their performances. And some people are okay making that differentiation. They're like. I love his music. I don't care what he says. Like, I like listening to his music. Somebody's like, I love watching Tiger Woods play golf. And, and like, that's great. And, like, I don't care that he's a, an asshole. Like, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. And so it, this is a thing that we're going to see more of, I think, as in the times that we're in. You know, like, like we're going to see stuff like, the, like this the, come out with people that either go crazy like this or have a view that's very controversial. And it's going to, like, it'll happen to us someday. Like, it hasn't happened to me or you where it's, like, someone that we – really admire or yeah. like we admire their work a lot but it will happen it's gonna be hard and then we'll probably get a taste of what that feels like can we tell the other when it happens so that we know yeah. we're not crazy yeah so like i'll be like hey to be honest yeah. like fyi or x x y person is being ridiculous yeah, yeah. you need to well take actually you did moment. that to me today when you told me about brad marchand so it's oh yeah yeah <laughs> no, but, exactly. but, but seriously like I mean, that's, that's dissonance obviously there. a joke but like yeah. but like with a thing more much more, more serious, serious than that it's yeah. like it, it is like very hard to to make that differentiation yeah like so. when martian like burns down an orphanage <laughs> are you gonna be like, <laughs> then I'm gonna be he's like he's a great hockey player and he's on my team so it, what are you gonna do it, exactly and so and i will say with sports it tends to be different uh i know i made the tiger woods analogy with team sports it tends to be different because teams don't back the players in those situations because the teams have a lot of pr you know, responsibility. Yeah. It's more with these individuals, but it, it's really an interesting concept like if, that here's one. Like if Roger Federer got caught, like fixing tennis matches. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like proven that he had thrown hundreds of matches. You'd be like, well, I would Yeah, be like, Oh my God, this, this guy was my hero. He yeah. was my tennis idol. And now I mean, I still love him. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, but yeah, but, but then even a step further, like maybe not like, cause fixing matches would mean that he wasn't as legitimate, you know, as a tennis player. Like I'm like, cause I think the more direct parallel would be something completely not tennis related. Like if he did something like Kanye is doing right now, you know, or like if he, you know, was like anti-Semitic or something. Got a Nazi tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. and, And it's like, okay, like, do I still love him as a tennis player? Like it has nothing to do with his, with him getting a Nazi tattoo. If this is that the more direct comparison, cause like Kanye, it's like. His music has nothing to do with these views, probably most likely. I yeah. mean, I mean, I guess maybe a little bit, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I do hate Kanye. I've always hated yeah. Kanye. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what makes it easier. But now it's like I have a better reason to hate Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of okay with yeah. this whole thing, and I just wish people would not care about like he needs to know that he's not a genius. He needs to yeah. know that his yeah. words have consequences and. A lot of people look up to him, yeah. and just because he can sit in a 
eighteen million dollar yeah. house and say being a slave was a choice doesn't yeah. mean that people on the streets can can actually relate to that. Yeah. So I don't really appreciate when someone uses their power. I mean, and, it's tough and, too because we obviously feel differently in terms of like his political views and things yeah. like that. But yeah, I just think he's not using his platform for good. At this no, point. and we have to be very careful about what's going on here because this. It, this kind of not being taken seriously thing is how is how our current president started in the political sphere. Yeah. And like there there have been more than one rumors like about Kanye West and this political future. No. So I mean I mean not real rumors, but Donald Trump didn't start as real rumors either. Yeah. So it's like uh, I just I'm just saying we have to be very careful about that. Yes. So it's Let's, like I think people are better at calling. Well, I don't want to get get too down. I, I certainly hope so. I, I don't want to get too so. deep in the rabbit so. hole. Uh, Kanye West is crazy. Don't listen to what he's saying. Yeah. Let's do some movie reviews. Movie reviews. Yeah. How about Thor? How, Thor? Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> no, I haven't yet. It's I heard very, it was great. very good. Yeah. You should see it. Um, it's the appropriate amount of funny. Maybe even it's more funny than the majority of the movies out there. Mm-hmm. Remember when Guardian of the Galaxy came out? Yeah. And it was the first very funny superhero movie. Mm-hmm. This is like that, but actually very funny. Not just like. Um, unique because it's new and funny mm-hmm. this one's a, a very like almost like a comedy over a, over a superhero movie right um they do a really good job of making the characters relatable like i remember in the first thor you hated certain people and you 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 liked you really rooted for it it was a very very just p- cookie cutter superhero movie they mm-hmm. were good guys and really bad guys and they were doing bad things now the, the lines are kind of blurred and bad guys are funny and good guys are like make bad choices and it's just it's a very very funny Movie and also very well done. Um, so I highly recommend Thor Ragnarok, um, which leads us into he he is also in the Avengers. Yes, the which Avengers. I have not seen. Oh, you I haven't heard, seen, but I heard it's similar. Right. So, so tell me about the Avengers. The Avengers is great. Uh, I will. I actually am now going to add that back into my final drive because I figured that you uh, had seen it when you put it down in the agenda earlier. So I'll just briefly talk about the Avengers and then I'll mention it again in the final drive. The Avengers. Um, was great. I thought it was a great movie. Um, the uh, so I'm not going to do any spoilers. Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, sorry. Inved- Avengers: so here, Infinity War, the new one. At, when you're done, I remind me to uh, give you a comparison. Okay. So I won't talk at length here about it. the 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 biggest thing I'll say is that it's a great superhero movie in a lot of the same ways that you're saying. It's got the right amount of funny, and it's got it's a good amount of funny, I would say. Um, and it also greatly benefits from the all the other movies it leveraged all the other movies beautifully because you skipped the stuff that a lot of superhero movies need to do which is the non-superhero introduction of the story you know who is the superhero that's like that's a very boring and stupid part that most superhero movies need to get over they need to (laughs) to get that out of the way yeah peter parker spends like time in like a museum getting bitten by a spider like that's that's in spider-man we don't care we don't care about that so the avengers infinity war is like, boom, loud noises, Thor's here. Then, like, boom, Spider-Man just flung in from a telephone pole or whatever. It's like, <laughs> like they, they, don't, they don't have to waste any time with any of that crap. They can just bring in the superhero to save the day. And, like, it's, it's very high energy. And, like, it, 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 sometimes even the entrance can be humorous if, like, you know, because it's uh, – you probably saw – I think the trailers have – it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy characters are also in the movie. So it's like, you know, it's there's, there's humor, there's, you know, action. It's just – right to the point and like very exciting. So uh, it benefits greatly from that. And I think the, 
movie itself is it, the the plot carries very well. It's very entertaining the whole time. I think it, it was a great movie. So, what were you going to remind me about? I was just going to say I saw a tweet uh, about the Avengers: Infinity War that said the closest we'll get in real life to Avengers: Infinity War, Thanos versus the Avengers, is LeBron versus the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> that this year, that's probably year. true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's probably that's probably exactly true. Um, kind of felt kind of feels like that. Yeah. So, um, so that it's a good point. And Thanos is one of the best like villains like really? that I can remember. I haven't in a while. seen much about and, him. Uh, it's I think he's he's a good villain character uh, in this movie w- with both like both emotional, physical, like plot wise. Like, like I think he's a very good villain um, in, in Avengers: Infinity War. So I don't want to give away more than that. Um, basically, the the objective of of the movie for Thanos is that he's trying to recover all these Infinity Stones that uh. will give him basically give him the power if he gets all the Infinity Stones to like obliterate like half of the universe's population essentially. Like with literally a snap of his fingers, he can like obliterate half the universe. And so these stones are like he's got like three of the stones maybe to start the movie and like he's going to the other planets to try to find them and like Are there how many Infinity Stones are there? I think there were six, I believe. There's either five or six. That's a misleading name for the Infinity Stones. There should be yeah. Yeah. Should be infinity of them. But um so you know we can chalk that one up as a as a deduction in the movie score but yeah. um but yeah so really good movie i'll give my rating in the final drive but um you know so i'll have to add thor to the list cool. uh thor is in avengers as well. one more movie review i don't know if you've seen this movie I but not. i saw it on the plane ride over to iceland uh murder on the orient express mm. um oh actually i saw another movie i'm gonna write it down uh, i'm gonna do these two because they weren't very good cool uh, murder on the orient <laughs> express is a classic Agatha Christie murder mystery. If you like just one very concise murder mystery, mm-hmm. there's X people trapped on a train and one of them is the murderer. Here's all the clues. Here's all the thing. Like it's just very straightforward. Like yeah. boom, boom, boom. It just goes down the list. Like this person, that person, this person, that person. Um, well acted. There's some good actors and actresses in it. Um, William Defoe, I think his name is, yep, yep. is in it. Um, uh, Johnny Depp's in it. Uh, the Ray from Star Wars is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some good actors and actresses in this movie, um, and I would not recommend it unless you very much like, like a mis- just a nice easy mystery. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it 58 percent. 58 or right. Murder on the Orient Express. I would just say read the book. Yeah. It's, pro- it's probably really short, and yeah. you don't have to waste your time right. watching a movie based on <laughs> a okay book. Right. The next book slash movie review, it's actually just a movie review, but it's also a book that I haven't read, Annihilation. Have you seen the previews for Annihilation? It's I um. Wait, I might have. Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The like, sheen of bubble comes up, mm-hmm. and things keep going into it, and uh, disappearing or changing, and um, it's like a thriller horror movie. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Do not watch that movie. Not only is it incredibly confusing, and I'm I consider myself a pretty intelligent person. Yeah. And it is so incredibly hard to understand <laughs> that that's just one reason that it's bad. The second reason that it's bad is because the ending is terrible. They they do I will say the the first hour and forty five minutes of this movie really, really bring you in. Like you really you desperately need to know what's happening and why it's happening. Mm-hmm. And they actually explain it to you, but their explanation is so 
Like the reason is so dumb. You know, I would have rather them just the whole thing just be like, we have no idea what's going on. It's just an action movie. Yeah. Instead, it's tr- it's this size like more science than fiction. You know, sci-fi movies. Right. It is just way too much. Um, very very. Dis. I mean, I just it, it's Doesn't it's making like me like angry it. because it. I want it to be good because it it made me think a ton. Yeah. And then it made me hate it a ton. Um, so. Don't watch Annihilation. I'm not even going to rate it. Definitely will not now. Spoiled. So, no, black, not even a rating. Just it, spoiled. It guacamole. was um, on European Netflix and not on huh. uh, American Netflix because it didn't get released in Europe because it was quote unquote too cerebral. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Basically, a way of saying <laughs> dumb people won't get it and it's stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here it is on Netflix. So perfect. Wow. Yeah. So that's. A, a, an astonishingly bad review for Annihilated Annihilation. it. <laughs> so don't see Annihilation. So, all right. Good to know. Um, that wraps up pop culture and brings us into the final drive. Um, do you want to go first? First, or second? please. All right, go. Um, okay. So I have a cozy book corner. Ooh, nice. Uh, I finished multiple books on the, the flight in and out from, from Europe because there were seven hours each way. But um, the one I do want to mention is Dark Matter by Blake Crouch unbelievable book it is a wild wild science fiction ride i know he just did annihilation but this is the concept of multiple realities and how there's different versions of you who've made different choices in their lives and blah 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 so one guy named uh jason dessen or dressen um basically ends up for whatever reason being able to see these other timelines he, he can visit these other timelines and i describe it as basically being able you know those books when you're a kid like choose your own adventure like go to page 55 it would be like if you could see every outcome of the book at the same time. Like you could you could read both options at the same time and then pick the branching options from that and branching options right. from that. Right. And I'm not doing a great job of describing it, but this book does, <laughs> which which is which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, not only is it very very high level scientific theory easily described mm-hmm. in a fiction novel. But also there's a love story and there's like some action and there's some... It, the only thing I, I said would, that I did not like about this book is that it actually makes you answer some weird questions about yourself mm. and about your other selves. Like it, it, it gives you kind of like a slight feeling of dread. Like you, <laughs> you finish the book and you're like, whoa, am I a certain version of myself or what yeah. would I do if I didn't do this certain thing in my life? It's just very, very interesting. So if you like science fiction, definitely read this book. Highly recommend it. 89% Steve Nicholas Avocados. Nice. Certified Guacamole, Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. There you go. Read it if you like science fiction, and definitely read it if you enjoy science fiction that have, like, a very, very high thought level. Right. Cool. Mm-hmm. That sounds very intriguing. I might even read that someday. So my final drive uh, is sticking along the movie trail. Um we went, uh, while you were out of the country, I believe, Steve, we went to the new movie theater in the Seaport District, um, which is the Showplace Icon Theater. Uh, it's in that whole set of new developed buildings in the, by the Seaport, which, like, literally the previous time I walked through the Seaport, I didn't even realize those buildings were there, and now they're done. Yeah. Um, but so it's, it's, like, above the, like, King's Bowling Alley, I think, and, like, a couple of bars and restaurants and stuff in there, too. Um beautiful new theater um really nice 
Showplace Icon is a, it sounds like just some normal theater chain, but there's actually only three Showplace Icons in the country. So it's a, it's actually a relatively small, not expanded chain of movie theaters. Um, but it's like a quote unquote luxury theater. Um, it, it is somewhat expensive. Um, if you go at a certain time, so like Friday nights at like 10 and like Saturday nights later, they're like 16 or 17 bucks for the, for a ticket. Um, but Tuesdays every day is uh, every Tuesday is ten dollar tickets anytime. at any time. Wow. Um, and when we went on a Sunday night at like or a Sunday at like six forty five, maybe it was twelve dollar ticket. So really not too bad. Uh, reclining seats, heated seats, heated uh, trays on your seat that you could like put your food and stuff on. Wow. Like really nice theater, nice quality, like sound and visuals, like clearly brand new, very nice. Theaters aren't super big; they're like eight rows of those like nice reclining seats. So probably like 50 people in the theater like not oh, a wow. huge theater um or at least the one we were in most of them seemed similar size um and that's where we saw avengers uh infinity war i will say we bought tickets late so we were actually sitting in the second row which is a little close but with the reclining seats it's actually even not that bad being as close as being in the second row so um really nice theater highly recommended especially tuesdays ten dollar tuesdays is their like promotion if you sign up for a just put your email. Do they in serve sign up. food there too? They so or they like don't bar, serve they serve. Beer? They have a bar. They they have they have that stuff um, that you can get outside the theater. They don't serve it like with waiters and stuff. But um, but you know there's a cup holder and a and a swivel tray on your seat that you can put your stuff on. Um, so it seemed pretty good. I, I think the concessions are probably pretty expensive. I didn't really check the whole menu, but um, but definitely a really nice theater. Super e- you know easy access. Like you buy your ticket online and then you just walk in like scan a little barcode and you're good. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. And now I'll give my review of Avengers, which I already talked about. I'm giving it 91 Derek Dragon Fruits, which is very high. Certified. Um, certified Pattaya Colada. Wow. So that's very high. That's that. It is high. But, I mean, I think it deserved it. 91 is, is where I'm thinking. I'll have so. to watch it. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Anything else? Nothing for, for me, Derek. 102. All righty. Well, that does it. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the return of a long hiatus. And I think we'll be back next week for episode 102. Three. Later days.